You're listening to Kiss and Tell Radio, and we are here in Reverie Studios, our new co-producers. We are so excited for new partnership, and you should be too. When you download the Reverie app and use code KAT2017, you'll receive 10% off three months. So jump on iTunes, iOS, Android, Apple TV, Roku, whatever you watch on to stream this amazing show and get access. Again, the code is KAT2017. See you soon. This is Kiss and Tell Radio. Cool. Hey guys. Hey Jace, how are ya? Hi Kim J. Hello. It's been two weeks since the lovely first episode that we filmed. A lot has happened. Yeah. Oh yes, we had our photo shoot. We're official now. Yeah, <laughs> Kendall is included. Kendall's included. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he looks, those cheekbones are sitting high and pretty. Thank you, mother and, and father. Y'all will see it um, in due time. And on inst- on Kendall's Instagram and email blasts. Yes. All right, just out there. But yeah, actually, I, I had a moment because I was like, damn, I remember like starting this shit. No, mm-hmm. I remember calling Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So I want to have mm-hmm. a podcast because that that and she's like, yeah, I'm down. And then here we are, all those years later, with Kendall on board and with in Revy Studio. And so it's kind yes. of a moment when we had the photo shoot, and I was like, yeah, yeah. things are coming together quite been nicely. Been a long time coming. Long <laughs> stuff. Stick to your goals, people. <laughs> um, but else is, what else is new? Um, let's see. We had so much go on within these past two weeks. Beyonce announcing her birth. Twins. Well, her twins. She's she's pregnant. I shouldn't say birth. Um, so much. The Super Bowl. Yes. Gaga's performance. There was a lot that went on these past two weeks. Did you like Gaga's performance? I did. I thought it was cute. I did. I liked it. Yeah. So I'm making a face in the picture right now. Um, <laughs> it was good. I just wanted her to... She has, mm-hmm. she, you know, she, she's just that person. Well, I think we have to take two things in mind when it came to Gaga and this performance. Mm-hmm. Number one, Beyonce's no. Well, no, lately in Gaga's career, the past two albums have been a shift from the avant-garde over-the-top over mm-hmm. Gaga. With the bar tour. Right. Mm-hmm. So she wants to be an, a, a respected artist, the Tony Bennett mm-hmm. whole thing. And then secondly, the Super Bowl has been very careful since Janet Jackson. So I think that... One too many stunts and shows, honey. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that <laughs> while Beyonce was controversial in terms of the, the topic matter, we knew that Beyonce wasn't going to expose anything. Yes. Right. But, but with... Can't with the Black Panther. Right. But Gaga, we... It could, I mean, if this was five years ago, this could have been anything. Yeah, it could, it could have been one of many things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so I think I, I'll I liked her it. That. A yeah. lot of people were criticizing because um, they were hoping that she would have been more political. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think that her the approach that she took to controversy as far as politics is concerned is you know the typical kind of telltale white liberal let's all love each other, which mm-hmm. I'm here for. But it didn't really ruffle a lot of feathers. I love the fact that she did born this way. Yes. I hate it. Oh my gosh, I I tweeted about this. I hate it that she did telephone because without Beyonce. But well, listen, because even though Telephone is one of her biggest singles, I feel that we were all waiting waiting with bated breath. 
I was about to pass out. Shara literally laid out on the ground. Like, cause I just knew. <laughs> she was like, just pregnant. Like, I knew like, that the, on. exactly. So I feel like she could have filled that slot with Alejandro, Applause, Judas. And that's my only There's a There's a few there other songs other that songs, she could have. Definitely. Applause would have been perfect there, I believe so. Uh, hey, yeah, you don't perform a song with Beyonce. Without it. And you know that in modern times, the Super Bowl has has been has is named Beyonce Bowl. We just expect no Beyonce. And people have guests too. I mean, it wasn't even the political thing. Like, if she were brought out somebody, you know, Katy Perry brought out Missy Elliott. Listen, Beyonce brought out Kelly and Michelle. Right. Coldplay this, brought out Beyonce this and Bruno. Is Lady Gaga's show, and if she didn't want to bring out anybody, she has. That the is light. true. I, Very true. I don't. Not everybody collabs. Madonna. Oh, Madonna did bring out people. She brought she out Nikki. Nikki and MIA. Mm-hmm. And she fucked up the camera, and that was a whole other issue. Mm-hmm. Maybe this the um, FCC is um, finding out the NFL. They're trying to tire of it, so they probably had her. Oh, and I got. Or maybe Tyson. white people can get away with things that black women can't. Mm. We'll get to that. <laughs> right, that's like, but I do believe that she was under sh- very strict regulations, especially after the. Who, Madonna? No. Oh, he's talking about God. I I don't think it was regulations. I think it was a lot of pressure because speaking to Kendall's point, I mean, these most recent years with art pop or as some members of the Hive call it art flop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the Tony Bennett album, I feel like she and even with downsizing her venues. Lady Gaga has not been doing the Staples Center in the United Center she's and all. She's doing dive. So I feel like well, it was a lot of pressure. This, this tour is a world tour. Yes. A, a which I, I'm so glad she had her ducks in a row because um, I believe I, it was on live with Kelly this morning. They were discussing how Super Bowl performers don't get paid. No. What? But but uh, Forbes did an article about this weeks before, about two weeks before. Okay. They don't get paid, but but the the publicity and the ad right. value it that knocks it, up I mean, your. And even even that night, we saw that Gaga's album was number was, one yeah. on iTunes. She again. had like so, six singles so, in the top uh, ten. It's kind of like a trade off. So, but, absolutely. But you it would be in your you best. You can't discount the the. But Beyonce yeah. started the trend of the tour, dropping the tour because that would be in your best interest. That's mm-hmm. smart thinking. That's business. You know, being totally business oriented okay i'm about to do this show it's not free so while i'm working out the kinks of the choreography we also need to be they staging do, the tour they do pay for production okay they do pay for your people and your. Music. but i'm saying for the aftermath but you might as well go on a world yeah. tour yeah, yeah absolutely you might as well so no yeah it's the biggest platform actually at the nfl Gaga did not actually jump off the. Train. I saw on TMZ they had, a, yeah, they had video of it. Yeah, it was pre-recorded, um, and then they had a. It was like someone jump over here, and then it showed Gaga like mid arena falling down. Mm-hmm. So it was like across. So if you were there in person, you saw that Gaga did not jump from the roof, even though I thought she did. I thought she did. That's too. what it looked she like to me. Fantastic! This Super Bowl um, barely fell. Below last year's Super Bowl is the most watched oh, really? um, television program of all time. So again, you can't discount that platform. So yeah. despite the fact whether or not you're paid or not, a hundred and seventeen million people are watching. Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't paying attention. We didn't watch the game. I was stuffing my face and taking shots. So every time somebody took like, did a touchdown, touch, regardless of team, <laughs> mm-hmm. we took a shot. We took a shot. So, when they made the last touchdown, someone yelled like, "Trump!" at the game I was at, at the party I was at. Oh no, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we spoke his name. No, because we were having a good time in our blackness in our that blackness. day. <laughs> now, something that I did want to talk about, I know that you all haven't seen it, but it just premiered on Monday. They're re-airing it this upcoming Friday. What's Friday's date? Friday's I don't know off the top of my the head. The 10th. Today's the 10th. 
Yes. So they're re-airing it. Uh, National Geographic teamed up with one of my favorite journalists, Katie Couric. And if you all have noticed within the media recently, with Katie in particular, she has been honing in on trans issues. Like Katie's interviewed Jazz Jenny. Like ever since Laverne checked her on the Katie Couric show, about asking trans women about their bodies. She's done uh, exclusive interviews with Jazz Jennings from I Am Jazz on TLC, that show. And so anyway, she ended up doing this documentary. It's two hours long called The Gender Revolution, and it covers so many bases. Um, everybody needs to check it out. If you got your mom's cable password, like I do, go to natgeo.com or whatever and pull it up. It's in full episodes. And what I thought was most interesting about this documentary is that so often when, when I saw trans kids being profiled or whatever they're mostly white mm -hmm. but in this documentary there's a black family from Washington DC raising a five-year-old trans daughter Ooh. and her mom tweeted me this morning because I think she misinterpreted something that I tweeted because I said I couldn't imagine oh. but I, I fully mean I fully mean that I could not imagine both ends of the spectrum I cannot imagine being a mom even though I'm trans myself and my four-year-old telling me that they're trans. How, how are we going to go about this? Yeah. And you are no, yeah. not even in first grade. Yeah. Like how to, So that I can imagine. And I also can imagine being four and having access to those resources and going about elementary and junior high school and even high school um, while transitioning and right. some of those hurdles. Right. So it was really good. I learned um, about a fallow meter. When you all watch, you'll see all What's of this. A fallow meter, a fallow meter me measures like uh, the phallus. So if a baby was born, a lot of the times in the old days with, with medicine, because they were so quick to uh, make kids the binary, they didn't want anybody in the middle, yeah, wavering yeah, in the view, yeah. either man or woman. Total, they would like operate on babies. Yes, they would operate on them. And I saw a fascinating oh. story. They profiled these twins. One committed suicide because they were born, I guess they were like twin boys born, but one of their penises were too short. So the doctor went in and reassigned without the kid's consent because it was a, a baby and reassigned, oh, basically oh, made a vagina. Gosh. And once uh, he found out the truth when he was 14, of course, he struggled with that. And at 23, he ended up taking his own life. So anyway. Wait, did he, wait he, we, so he identified as a man or a woman? He identified as a, it was twins born. Right. So they both were boys. Right. But one of them had an underdeveloped penis. Right. And the fallow meter basically was a measurement tool. If it's over this amount of inches, it's a boy. If it's in the middle, you gotta surgically operate. If it's, it's less a than baby that, it's a dick. Like it grows. No, 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 no. Not back in the seventies. It didn't, mm -hmm. according to <laughs> Western medicine. So, uh, and you know, everything in Western society and Christianity, everything is so the binary versus other places in the world where there are things like third gender and two spirit and all of that. So it was really good. And uh, they also did a study because I feel like I'm rambling now, but it, I'm just obsessed with this. So I want to read the statistic and then tell you about the study that they did on the brain. So, uh, of course, they highlight the epidemic of, you know, trans people of color and what a lot of us face. But the newest statistic says trans people of color endure four times the national average of unemployment. Four times. 
four times. To me, that just blew my mind. And there is there is a trans woman actually who lives in Los Angeles who runs a, a strain, uh, well, a chain rather, excuse me, of Chick Fil A's. Not Chick Fil A's. Not Chick Fil A's. El Pollo Loco. Oh, I'm getting. Did you see? Did you see? Okay, so she runs El Pollo Loco, it and ain't she. Chick Fil A. Like, it's not Chick Fil A. You all know that that right. you all know that I misspoke. Y'all know damn well it wasn't Chick Fil A. You thought you were thinking chicken. I watched the polio chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, has, has hell frozen over? As soon as it r- rolled yeah, off my tongue, I was like, it's wrong. Yeah. So anyway, she runs. Uh, <laughs> she ran a, a cha- well runs a chain in L.A. rather mm. of El Pollo Locos and trans people. It's nothing but trans people that she oh, wow. hires. It's really not. Yes. Really? It's run by trans people, cashiers yeah, and nice. everything. Yes, and so um, the documentary? it's in the do- all of this. Is, it's two hour documentary, so all of this is profiled. But I thought it was interesting that we're people of color in particular are right. four yeah. times yeah. the average. Cool. Like, okay. and then also, of course, as we know, and I think that we talked about this um, on the show that 2016 had the higher mur- the highest murder rate for trans people. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't talk tonight, but the highest murder rate of trans people. So, yeah, and then they did studies with the hypothermis or something like that in the brain, where back in the 70s they thought that gay men, when you cut open their brain, you know, post-mortem, that they would have the same little, like, pattern as women. And they found out that... that rainbows coming out their brain. They found out that that was not true. However, with trans women, when they spliced open their brain, it aligned with cis women. So I thought that that was funny, because they assumed, you know, to be gay is quote-unquote... Right. I mean, you're less of a man, so you must align, mm-hmm. since you like enjoy the company of a man, you must align with women. And uh, so, yeah, That's when you all get a chance, check out Gender Revolution, Katie Couric, National Geographic. It re-airs on Friday night. You got to check your local listings. And then I think it comes on again on Monday. But like I said, if you go online and you have your mom's cable information, you can log in and watch it on the National Geographic website. Fantastic. Amen. Thanks Thank for that, you. Um, that preview. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, Kendall, did you want to jumpstart off? With your lovely topic that I read via text message. Sure. I'll start you guys, sorry. Sure. So, um, recently, Robin Vick and the Vick family have been back in the news. Um, Mm -hmm. Of of course, it began in December with his father's untimely passing, Mm -hmm. Mr. Mm -hmm. Alan Mm -hmm. Vick. Um, Up the street in Burbank, on top of that. Yeah, and and after that, we saw that Paula Patton had posted a photo of Alan Thicke, um, you know, commemorating his life Mm -hmm. and and saying that she was sad to to hear the passing. And and remember that Robin and Paula had only been married for seven years, but they'd been together as childhood sweethearts since since high school. Since, like, early teens. Yeah. Like, 13, 14. Yeah, so... um, And she's older than him, right? Yes. So I imagine that she was around the family for a while. So it made sense. But recently... We he- we heard that Paula has been accusing Robin of being um, not only physically abusive to their children, but also emotionally abusive and to, to her. her and her children. So um, I thought that was interesting, and so there's a, it, and then this is on the heels of also uh, Brad and Angelina similar issue mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and so recently we saw that that uh, Paula asked the judge to remove some of his rights to visitation with the children. She wants full custody. No vis- no visitation. Because one of the sons have um, accused his father of, uh, allegedly accused his father of spanking him. Which Robin has in the past acknowledged yes. that he does. Spanking him. Spanking him. Um, well, I think that Kendall is 
being PC because I don't th- I think it the the accusation is beyond spanking because that's what it? prompted the teacher to get the DCFS and yes. stuff involved. But spanking is illegal. It is. Spanking is illegal. Not in black culture. Well, I don't. I, I want call child protection services. Like I didn't know. I didn't know spanking was illegal. Yeah, you can't hit your child. But so the government dictates how you discipline your child right. to that extent, think, where you can't give a little pit pat on the butt or the or like hand. A pinch. No, I'd rather you spank me than if, pinch me. Do not child, pinch me. If a child finds it warranted to go complain, or if somebody like views you spanking, true, child, like, you, that is true. DCS, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like he was, he was hit. Yes. Now yeah. we don't know to what degree. Whatever, allegedly, or if there were okay. alleged Either bruises. Way, so my question is, and so now Paula again has went to the court and asked them to remove rights. Uh, Robin's rights uh-huh. and um, has really went in on him seemingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you guys think about kind of dogging your exes out after the the relationship is kaput? It's tacky as catty and should never happen no matter what grounds. Because I think I mean me personally, I wrote a book about the bullshit that I have endured while in a relationship and also out and the public humiliation. But I have kind of, when I was younger, I, I mean, we've talked about things I've done when I was, you know, sucked to get a spike to get back at somebody, like, just not nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of, as I got older, I, uh, I kind of was like, all right, well, how is this benefiting me? But a gratification for, you know, five minutes is that I'm cool. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of, I devote my energy to, I'm not going to say, like, more positive things, but it's not not at all. Charlie not dealing. Like she, like she was like, no, because pull out her gun. No, 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 no. I think it all. I think it all depends on the circumstance. Right. Um, and it all depends on how we broke up, and how extreme it might have been if we broke if we break up uh, over some something that would not be considered the norm. Then I don't think I see any harm in dogging your ex out. Hmm. So, dogging your ex as in warning people that this man is a messed up individual or like going on For example, for example, for yeah, example, Jennifer people. Lewis just publicly <laughs> placed her ex on blast on Instagram with the picture and everything because he swindled her out of money and he goes by like three different names. He's on the run and she didn't know she was dating him for about a year. And she didn't know that's reason to blast your ex. Sherry, Sherry Shepard and Lamar Sally, her blasting this nigga, perfect, perfect example of the wildebeest. The, the wildebeest, as Wendy calls him, um, for putting your ex on blast. I do think that certain circumstances warrant the blastation, but it doesn't make you seem like a bitter Betty. Well, it depends on how you go about this, it. So, so if you swindled me out of cash, now listen, now. While it might, if you give me an STD, while we might see it as as <laughs> warranted, oh, oh yes, I think that especially at a certain age, it it's almost impossible not to come off as either like naive, dumb, yeah, yeah not needy, yeah. Because even like Star Jones, mm-hmm. a lot of people looked at that Her like, but you you almost lost your entire job over mm-hmm. parading right. that relationship, so you look dumb. Whether he's gay, whether he's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, even they went at it. Right. Uh, Sherry Shepard. 
that people look at it like, well, you were so thir- you kept remember she was on yes. the view all the time talking yes. about she was begging him to get married and when was it gonna happen and all this stuff. Yes. So now we turn around and, then and you- she thought he was ideal. She remember she met him through Niecy <laughs> Nash, Nash at a at, right at, at a barbecue. And then so you see that and so I've heard like my own mother call like, well, Sherry's dumb, like she was desperate. And so I think when you but we t- don't know all the details, you don't. But I think I think that when you turn around and you do these public campaigns against your ex, especially because what I mm. left out is that Paula Patton was not invited. Her or her family were yes. not invited to Alan's to the funeral, funeral because no. Robin claims that, that they Paula have... had very disparaging things to say about his father and that they didn't alive. have a good relationship. And that they never had Which a good relationship. Me. I was I was floored. Because Alan, Ro- Thick, Alan who Thick, beefs with right, Alan right, Thick? Right, right. His sexy ass. So, so I God rest his soul. So so again, it it comes <laughs> off dist- again. We don't know all the story, the, the full story, but it comes a- across a bit distasteful that after something like that, suddenly, mm-hmm. seemingly suddenly. Mm-hmm. Paula comes out saying this and that about because her if you think about husband. it, Paula was in the cut, and then on top of that, even when Robin did all his cheating, she didn't publicly humiliate. She just did, didn't take him back. Right. All his public groveling and naming she his album Paula. Album. Yeah, yeah, she did it's not like, drag oh, him. Okay. So I think that <laughs> while I found myself to to feel personally warranted in having disparaging things to say about an ex, I think that I always take into account how other people from the outside are looking. Number one, people, that, people that told me not to do it in the first like place. Like me. <laughs> oh my God, we're not making this... Well... It it's not personal. No, no, I didn't make it personal. Ken- Kendall but, knows yeah. his but, relationship with me. But... I'll always tell you. So I'm not going to yeah, go don't, on... Don't come crying to me. We I just don't find it necessary. <laughs> I think that you have to look at it. You don't want to look stupid. And that is and true. So I, I agree with that. I, I, I wouldn't do it, yeah. but I do understand how under certain yes. circumstances... Because I was really... I was up that night that Sherry was going on her rampage. And yeah. I completely... Because I've been on Sherry's side with this. Like, mm. I don't want that baby. Yeah. And you I'm not... I'm paying $4,000 <laughs> a month. And to, to get on a dating site and see it. You're talking about I'm well off. That would trigger well me. Off, off of my that would, tri- that would trigger me. I have to think about every job that I get because my uh, spousal support is going up by the... Yep. Because I got to take care of little Jeffrey, too. And I still have bills to pay. And autistic Jeffrey. Autistic Jeffrey with mm. nannies and babysitters, Living probably. in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so cold and expensive. Mm. So, without the view. So... Yeah. No, she's not on the. She's view not anymore. on the view anymore. Oh, like she nice is coming up on NBC's like Trial and Error um, soon. That mm-hmm. premieres, I believe, in March. So shout out to Sherry Shepard. But yes, I per- Kendall doesn't I believe. She's, I've met her a couple of times. She she's isn't she cousins with? I don't know who Sherry's related to. Too <laughs> because that's where I met her at an event. And it's not a gay. It was a gay. Then no, that you we talking about the wrong she's not Sherry Shepard. Oh. She she's is not, not for Arsenal. the kids. They're friends. Mm. Oh, Michael Arsenal. Mm. No, not Michael. No, not Michael. Um, if Sherry's related to a gay, he hasn't done his job. No, as, he because is not. She's not a. She is. <laughs> Maybe it's not her. Anywho, who's Jace? Why don't you go with yours? Um. So. We are gonna on the topic of dating. Yes. Um, I actually people had asked me. We all know that last year I came up with an article about me being raped and meeting up with this guy on Grinder that wasn't supposed to be a date, but ended up going to that. So um, a lot of people had asked me like, what would you do differently? And um, actually, what that's a sensitive actually, ass question. Uh, but I can actually appreciate it because they're <laughs> getting advice for themselves. It's, okay. 
I mean, I, I would never say, like, oh, it, I'm the victim. But oh, there are definitely oh, things Char- about that night. Is, does Sean want to throw, throw the phrase victim blaming out? No. <laughs> I just feel like that's an insensitive question. I think if I am a victim of rape, why would you ask me what would I do differently? Uh, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have left the house that night. Like, you know, like... I think... I, I no, get it. But I, I just feel like that's a tacky question, but go ahead. I mean, maybe the way they phrase it, but if you're asking for advice, like, how... Do, how What would you have done differently to prevent that from happening to you? Because, like I said, I... There is no handbook. Time, there is no handbook. But, but I remember... I remember during the Steubenville rape case mm-hmm. um, where that Ohio player was... was right. uh, the two pl- uh, football players mm-hmm. were accused. Serena Williams asked, well, where was the girl's friends? And a lot of people accused her of victim blaming. And I don't see anything wrong with... A- no, no, I'm sorry. She didn't ask where the friends were. She asked where the girl's parents were because she went to a college party and she was 16. And I don't think that's uh, victim. That's a very black question to ask. <laughs> where is the mother, honey? Because Oracine... Where is the mother? So, but I think that I think that it was it was unfair because I think it's uh, you have to ask all sides of the story. You do. So, right. and, you do. and take personal responsibility. Right. So, uh, so if you're... if. Not to say that she's to blame, but if she drank too much and she couldn't have any control, or if she had no knowledge over what she was doing, I think that you have to take some personal accountability for your... Who's going? Who's protecting some your safety Some people don't know like their you? limits. I don't know about that. That's their part. fault. There's, there, there's, okay, so if you're at a, I'm, wow. I didn't I'm not saying fault. Space. I'm not, I'm not I mean, saying fault. I'm saying personal accountability. You know and you're trashed, absolutely. Like, if this is a stranger, but if you're going to a college party, you're 16 years old, there's nothing about me that would stop myself from drinking myself to oblivion. I didn't. I I know for sure. I mean, I know this is straying so off topic. Somebody came and asked you. How I didn't would you know do my limit at sixteen. Right. You so would say question. I might not right. drink that much, and right. it's not insensitive, and it's not wrong for me to ask, and I'm not blaming but, you. Uh, but I'm saying take some accountability for your body because nobody will protect you like you. Nobody. That right. is true. That that's it. Okay. Sorry. So we interrupted your lead. So go ahead. <laughs> right. Um, so basically, I just kind of want to have a conversation about kind of how society, how we're all digital. We're Instagram, we're Facebook, we're Tinder, we're mm-hmm. Jack Grinder, um, Scruff, Soul, BGC, Soul Christian Mingle, <laughs> Black People Planet, <laughs> and all the lands across oh, the land. Black, Black People Me. I ain't on either. Yeah, but we're meeting up with little strangers. <laughs> And like the show Catfish is still going on, it is amazing. Eh. Stupid. It's stupid. Catfish was only cute the first two years. But never seen an episode. Still happening. You never seen an episode. Well, I never. think that it it was good the first two years. I think that this is still happening. As you're talking about specifically speaking about Catfish. Well, Catfish. I'm saying how that's still happening because I but, mean, but the the, the question is FaceTime. is safety. It's more safety and what would you do different? Or what, what okay, so here, here, here's, here's my two cents. For one, I believe that catfishing happens purely out of desperation because there is no way on God's green earth sure. in 2017 you're in 2017 that you gonna tell me that you ain't got access to take a selfie. Nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. You can't FaceTime nowhere. No, I agree with I'm you, saying, but I'm saying there's no way that you're going to convince. You can pay me to believe that in 2017 on God's green earth that you can't take a selfie, or even if it's not your phone. FaceTime. There's access to the. There is access to things. So catfish is purely out of desperation and a fantasy being uh, planted and nourished and watered in but your head. And it's out of desperation. That's what mm-hmm. I'm telling you. People are that desperate. 
that they're willing to believe but, MySpace and Black Planet pictures from 25 years ago. Are you kidding? On God's green earth in 2017, there is no person. Now, I couldn't even say a peer. Hold on. Let me finish my thought. I can't even say a peer. My, my mom, you asked us, <laughs> did he not? <laughs> My mother, my mother is in her late 50s, so I can't even make this a peer thing. There is no one my running mom sent around. Me a yesterday. But listen, what I'm saying is there's no one like, running around it, it, without some type of electronic profile, database type thing going on. So if my mother, who's in her late 50s, is an active Facebook user, I understand that other people's mothers who's in their late 50s might not be active on Facebook, but they're still somewhat accessible. Someone has a picture of you tagged. Some I should be able to Google your name. And somewhere within the first page, unless you have a common name like Tom Jones, but somewhere within the first page, come up on a result. All, that's all I'm saying. So you can, uh, with the catfish thing, and then to hold on, I'm not finished. And then to <laughs> to speak to because this was a two part question. Like yeah. I feel like Omarosa and Sunny. This was a two part question. Oh um, <laughs> and to speak to Who safety. Are you to speak to I'm saying like I'm like let me answer right, each question. question. So to speak to safety, I believe that people should try to navigate maybe in the daytime. To me, it's not that. Difficult, like it's not, it's not rocket science to figure out. Say, if you're meeting up with a total and complete stranger and you're aware, like you all know how I am with as far as being a trans woman, I'm not going over your house on a quote unquote first date because in the back of my head, I may not be leaving that. So we can meet up at the Starbucks if you free Saturday. I don't know about a bar either because people get to drop in little Mickey's and stuff. I address that as well. It's less susceptible. I'm not saying it can't happen at Starbucks, but it's less susceptible in the light of day. That's all I'm saying. So we can meet Saturday at 1 p.m. at the Panera Bread, and we can have a nice lunch. That's all I'm saying. So that's that's what, how it pertains okay, to safety. So two things. The sun is uh, up. There's okay. plenty oh, of sorry. witnesses. No, no, actually, go, go ahead, Kendall. I want to hear your point, and then I'll jump in. Okay, so what's the first part Catfish of Catfish and then safety. Catfish and then safety. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was a little black and white like Char. Uh, a few months ago, but um, as you know, I work with students at the school I attend, okay. and so um, a student came in to give me a speech that she was telling in class mm-hmm. and deliver a speech or practice a speech, and she told me a story about <laughs> being catfished, and it took everything out of me not to laugh, <laughs> and in my professional capacity. I would have been like, grow up. But granted... I'm a I'm sure. a I'm a graduate student, but she was a she was a high school student going into her freshman year of college when this happened. But she said that she understood, and I but I asked I asked I asked these Char questions I asked memoir. these questions. <laughs> Let me know when I can speak. <laughs> can't you see the picture? <laughs> Lips perched, head tilted. <laughs> Ponytail whipping. Um, so I asked these questions similarly to what Char- where you didn't ever see a picture. You weren't like n- nothing. Like you're of the younger generation. Your whole life is your iPhone. Nothing tipped you off. Right. She said that she was like she became good friends with his sister. She said, but he was very insecure, and she never he never wanted to FaceTime or send pictures. And she she like coddled him a bit and understood his insecurities based on what they what they and it was very emotional. Like she was young, her parents weren't letting her. So and they it was long distance. So 
she wasn't first mistake. <laughs> so so she it, it definitely wasn't sexual or it wasn't physically based Good. from the get go. So she wasn't ever really bothered about. But it. she wasted a lot of time. She wasted Energy. a lot of time. So she ended up going to the city he was at for with a for a conference with her with with her father. Oh, okay. Her father was on a I'm her, like her father was on a business airline. trip and so she told her she told her parents that she was dating this guy online whatever and that's it. So they set this up like her they She's were white in on she. <laughs> you know where I go to school. I was like, "Look girl, go date that broom. Go date that broom in that dustpan." <laughs> Little girl. <laughs> so, so and I say all that to say that I, 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 I saw it from a different light of she she felt bad for him. She, so she, she went there, finished the story. So she flies on the business trip. She goes and, there. And I'm he, invested now. Right. Um, in. He never wanted to meet up. He flaked on her. Um, and never met up. Oh, like so left she found her. Out that he was she, so, so she, she found ultimately out. found out he wasn't real. Yes. And um, when she tried to confront him about it, he never responded. How long were they um, dating again? A while, like a year, Ooh. like nine months. Girl, to please. See, okay. Like nine months to get. Okay, yeah. So, so that's part one. Sorry, part one. and then um, part two never, <laughs> um, and, and then part two safety. I think that yes, taking some precaution again. You, Protect yourself. Can't in nobody the best protect way. you like you can. Ain't that what you just said? <laughs> I just want to speak to that. Absolutely. Take that into your Grow own, up. <laughs> your own hands. <laughs> and don't do don't do obviously dangerous things. That being said, when you said that you, Shar, that you wouldn't go into you wouldn't go on a first date at someone's house. I've done you, it before. You, right. And you know, I've done that in the past mm-hmm. two months. I did that. Um, first date? Left your house. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done it before, but on a date. I know you ain't trying to get specific on the podcast. <laughs> Why would he do that? Hold on. Are the, you crazy? With the camera yeah, and the microphone in front of me. You know, I thought we were family. You know, so he thought we were sitting in the back of the Uber. Child, girly, um, that's my aunt Bunny, Fantasia's aunt. <laughs> we are just friends, girly. Okay, so what about safety? Safety, just just be smart about it. But I I think be a if you know you don't have, if you, like, I think people know themselves. So it's like, if you don't, if you know that you have a trajectory of not being a good, a history of not being a good judge of character, you, sh- you probably should Good judgment calls, yes. <laughs> you probably should engage in that first date at someone's house. When I was younger. Because you don't have a feel for that sort of thing. And it goes with feeling the person mm-hmm. out. If you feel that, okay, this is pretty decent. Right. I might take that risk. And sometimes, I think a lot of dating, and not necessarily in safety ways, but in all, in all aspects, is a risk. So you take that risk sometimes. And you say, you might but go you over to somebody's what? house and have a terrible date. You know mm-hmm. what? And that has happened to me before. <laughs> when I was younger, and I used to be thotting and bopping in the streets, I used to have a butcher knife, mace. You take because you the just. Know, I was taking. I was know. taking the and I was going over because back in those days, people even if they did have jobs, we didn't have nowhere to go. We was like eighteen, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. But I had a car, so right. I was. Yeah, so I would go over guys' houses all the time when I was younger, but it's something about, I guess with my age, with me growing up, take me out. I am not interested in coming to your house to chill, hang out, do whatever, take me out. And then on top of that, I just feel 
going back to the statistic that I read you all about, the trans murder rate, I'm in a different set of shoes now, and I would hate to become a lifetime story for the wrong reasons. So... Oh, those testimonials would be so hard. So, that's what I'm saying. So, it's like I constantly... We have to meet, and I would prefer... I mean, I I would go dating in the nighttime without the bat bat of an eyelash, of course. But if I do... You're knowing first name, last... You're knowing Sh- everything that I know. Shars texted me. I did. Yeah. I did. Letting me You're know. You're knowing right. everything that I know. <laughs> what they look yes. like. Yes. License those, plates, right. like... Precautions. And sometimes all of those precautions still won't protect you. They won't. But all you can do is take them. Right. But if you go the missing, the police have a lead. Versus Char just disappeared off the face of the earth. No, right. no, 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 honey. I won't be, I won't be that Alexis. Dateline store. <laughs> right. No. right. I definitely want so. like, portable, portable phone chargers as well. Keep a phone charge. You should keep your phone. And you should have and some. Picked up. And. Take, take a Uber. Uh-huh. And a, a word of the wise that I think every black grandmother uh-huh. has passed on to us is to follow your gut. Follow your. Right, if right, something right. does if not feel right, places. get out of there. If something does not feel right, you got to get up out of there. Because if it don't feel right, it probably ain't right. That's real. Right. But I mean... I have some dating horror stories. Like, oh, I have plenty of those. Um, buy the book on Amazon. But uh, <laughs> kind of coming back to like like people of middle America, because I watch Catfish, and these people are not in L.A. or New York or Atlanta. They're like in rural-ass Dubuque, Montana, as you always say. Yes. And now people, I'm on Willacoochee, Georgia. Willacoochee, Willa Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like bears. I don't know. Who knows? Um, Betsy DeVos. Yeah. What the guns like grizzly bears. <laughs> God bless your heart. Um, but yeah, but like these people are in rural areas, especially if you're like LGBT, like you're not in a community where you can openly go. Oh my out. goodness. American Crime last season. Yes. That right. was that was well, good. Remember? That was good. I don't a, not for the same reason. ABC's American Crime, yes, not, not American to be confused story with FX's, right? right. American Crime. We saw mm-hmm. that the the white basketball player on the team mm-hmm. he used to go and and hide to the cornfield, <laughs> right? With the older guy in the because yeah. because some there's no other access. It's right. definitely where. There's not the but, there's not a Chipotle and a but and a Starbucks and a, all these other options mm-hmm. that True. we have in these metropolitan it's areas. It's the barbecue joint, so I could see that. I could <laughs> see that. Listen, every rural place the, the, in America has a barbecue joint <laughs> that's like a barn. What about Salt, Salt Bay? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, but yeah, what yeah, about yeah. him? Yeah, I was talking about that. Oh, oh, at the port. Oh. So yeah, I guess I could empathize with people, you know, in the Dubuques and the Willacoochies of the world, but you still have to think smart because catfishing can also lead to you being hurt yeah, or killed. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not always fun and games yeah. and I just don't want to show up. Sometimes it's, you know, I've lured you here because I don't like gay people or I don't like no, black right. people or I don't like and these trans murder, people. But, but even in... It has happened before. Areas, I mean, there was a basketball player that was murdered. He met a guy on... I don't know if it was Jack or Grinder, but he actually was found dead the next day in the back of his Lexus SUV. Yeah. Six foot plus dude yeah. basketball player. Oh, it can happen yeah. to anyone. But Whether like, you're Simone Biles or and, Shaq. And, but, <laughs> but even like it was well if it's middle America or wherever it's um, metropolitan, you have a job where you can't be gay or if you're yeah. this, like you need to kind of I'm not gonna say sneak around. It's a but vetting your process and sexual life needs to and not be I, I can't stress in the middle of a Starbucks. Right. And I can't stress enough what Shaw said in terms of trust your gut because there's been right. instances as, and this is this is 
to be as truthful as possible, we all have the 12 o'clock horniness that we don't really care the devil hour. what the... You speak for yourself. This delestrogen has me having no libido. These moans, honey, I have no... But I have I have experienced it in the past. I statements are the best. I agree. But... I, we but, all have. But, she it. But, and, and therefore, a lot of times we ignore what, what our gut might say right. and, and I just need... I just right. need this. So why not but, call up an old faithful? Sometimes you don't want to go back because you're gonna get sucked. It's, it's emotional, yeah. And, that stuff. and so, but but I say that because in in some instances we ignore some overt shit, like people talking to you crazy before you even get there, or barely want or to sending give you, the you off with directions. Yes, that's happened something. to me. And so it's like trust, you pull up and it's a dark cul-de-sac. Trust, turn around, <laughs> you will get your gas money back. Your safety is you worth will. more. Right. You know, you so don't want just, somebody to run up on you and rob you or a pistol. Well. well, no, I have a friend that had a horror story <laughs> yeah, about on. the lights being off. Oh, yes. Off. Yes, I'm saying with a horror story. She yeah. was at someone's house. Lights were off. She didn't know homeboys was hiding in the closet and under oh. the bed. Oh, oh yes. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Keep the lights on. You don't know where They were at. trading off. I, what? <gasps> she got get. Yeah. Without her consent. she The lights went off thinking she was going to sleep with this yeah, one person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were like... Yeah, they that's shared right, her. Right. It was three I mean, three people that shared like, her. Hate, like, they were we were all young, and that's not excusing it, but they did share. This was high school. Yeah, and I th- I think it's hard to protect against those type of things. Cause can't nobody protect you <laughs> like you. No, cause I keep bringing that up because that's a word. You gotta think smarter. No, you, you, do. <laughs> you gotta think no, smarter. I, I, you you have to think about that even at our our ages, 24, oh, yes. 29, 29. Like I have to be I have to be responsible for my body. I can't look and say, well, where was Char when I was that drunk? Like why wasn't she tapping me yeah. on the shoulder? Come on. I wouldn't allow that. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Char was minding her grown ass business. Char was, Char was drunk somewhere else, but making sure. Excuse me. <laughs> Sleep. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's be clear. She sure. Now, Shar, what do you have to lay on us today? Yeah, okay, so, you know, this is something that has plagued my Twitter and my brain for the last maybe 48 hours. Um, George Lopez, someone who I supported his sitcom when I could. Yeah. I even supported his short-lived TBS nighttime primetime prime talk, talk show. show. Yes, I did. Yes. I thought that George Lopez had some sense about him. You know, he's and very even, vocal anti-Trump. He, Anti-Trump. Recently, yeah. he's gone on that book tour. But you know what I learned, Kendall? Well, I shouldn't say what I learned, Kendall and Jace. What I was reminded of is you can be anti-Trump and do whatever and be down, but that does not negate from potential anti-blackness or misogyny. Does it ever? Does it, 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 ever? it doesn't. We are always at the bottom. We are always, in particular... Um, Before I even play this clip for you all to hear, I just want to also emphasize on how anti-blackness and the hatred of black people is a worldwide epidemic. Even from who are perceived to be our brown sisters and brothers, Mm -hmm. we still don't tend to get that support in many instances. Yes, and the hatred of women is damn near universal too. Black women are are truly at the bottom. Yes, so when you mix both, you see that literally black women are you've seen how people have risen to fame for for quote unquote imitating for throwing on their sisters so you know black women always get the short end of the stick so anyway George Lopez uh, was doing a stand up comedy routine and I'm going to play the audio for you all I don't that's not important in Phoenix yeah it is okay Phoenix it's really not but it was in Phoenix on Saturday night 
And he said he made a joke which stated that in Mexican families there's two rules. One, don't park in front of my house, and two, don't marry a black. Like, don't bring home a black person, okay? Um, I should also point out before I play this clip that for whatever reason, black men who have been caping for George mm. on Twitter in particular have not noticed that he didn't say don't marry a black woman. The joke was on y'all ass too, but Daquan. So anyway, um, so anyway, what, what ended up happening is he made the joke, a black woman allegedly in the front row, she flipped him off, gave him the middle finger. Oh, she was black? Yes. Okay. A black woman in the front row gave him the middle f- finger. From there, George had this to say. <clears throat> oh, no. This is him talking to her. So she was removed. So, <coughs> Wait, I should, removed she, she was removed. Okay. So, uh, just to, I guess, speak to this point, um, it should be noted that people that are trying to cape for George have been bringing up hip hop lyrics, misogynistic hip hop lyrics, and you know, pointing the finger. Um, the difference in this is do I think that this woman overreacted? I do. By I, flicking him off? By flipping him off, I do. I do. It was an anti it was an anti-black joke, yes, but we know the brand of humor that comes with some of these comedians and we also know that it might have been a different story if she was, you know, row B42 and flipped him off, but you are in the front row of his set, okay? And I'm not blaming her. George, my my bone that I have to pick with him is I don't understand the visceral violent reaction because stand up comedy always comes with hecklers. It always comes with hecklers. But to see someone, I would have thought that George and this black woman had some type of history no, and, with the way that he talked to her. And and even a heckler, a, a flick of the finger triggered you that much like, where you're like, that's why when you say like you don't think that you think that she overreacted, I'm like. That I'm saying a, the middle but finger. She stood up and like if someone if you're at your show, I think that's that's mild. Uh, I don't. Mm. If you're standing up, you're obviously like again. I guess I need some attention. context in terms of in t- just he how told, long did he she told stand the, up? How, it like, was just what? it was she just was, this. No, it wasn't like an up down. It was like she stood up and flipped them off and stood up there standing there like fuck this. you for that. Statement. Okay, well I didn't see all of that, but what I'm saying is. 
when you, okay, anti-black comedy, well, anti-anything, because people even brought up, you know, Comic View, when they might have made fun of Asians or something, like, were y'all so outraged, da-da-da-da-da. But I feel like George's reaction was something that was totally out of the ballpark. Like left field. Literally left field. <laughs> it was so, like I said, visceral, violent, and just flat out wrong. I wasn't offended by the joke, to be honest. I can't um, say like, I can't it, say that I was either. Right, I'm just like, eh. but the way that he reacted is the part I was like, oh shit. So my question to you is: once once they left, mm-hmm. there were four empty seats, and he advertised. There's four, you know, empty seats up here. If that were someone that you were with, if that were a loved one, maybe a significant other. Um, a cousin or, you know, because people drink before, you know, they get you liquored up before these comedy shows. Right. How would you go about maybe reacting to that? Because George, we know he has the quote-unquote power. This is his arena. He's on stage With and he a has mic. a mic. Right. So how would you go about reacting to that? And if I were her, I'd cancel that payment on my credit card because those tickets were, I think, $100 a piece. <laughs> so I, because I didn't get to see the show, but I do believe that before I let you all answer, just driving home my initial points, I do believe um, that all of the hooping and hollering might have contributed, like, because people are so... People are so... It does, it's still could have happened in Harlem, too. People egging him on? No. no. All I'm saying is anti-blackness is something that's so ingrained in our society, in our culture, that it's become comfortable and also almost expected. And the hooping and the hollering went hand in hand. I, it's interesting that it's in Phoenix because we know the anti-Latino yes. legislation that has gone on in Phoenix. That's what perplexed me. So that was that's odd to me. And this is why it's that that's why it's offensive to me. And this is why I brought up the point earlier that we're always at the bottom. And so it's like so we we support Because people non-black people of color aligned a lot of times align themselves with whiteness. That's what happened to that family who got gagged in yes, in New England. Because a lack uh, of because because voting at, for the, Trump. at the end of the day the lack of melanin is always key to that to that POC issue. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of Mexican Americans a lot that that establish some sort of education mm-hmm. or status in our society end up being Republicans or identifying mm-hmm. as, with white culture, um, and and assimilating right. as, assimilation is much easier when you have the complexion of Sofia Vergara, yes, you know, versus Beyonce or Rihanna, yes. you know. So we can speak how we want to. We can be as educated as we want to. But at the end of the day, we we got some color. So I, I find that to be problem. Just it, it, that the joke was just distasteful, and then. The joke, and I've never known George to tell jokes like I've seen some of his stand up. And then the joke, he's been kind of, but I've never known him to, yeah. And then the joke compounded with that reaction to me says how he truly feels about black women. You know, they say there's truth in every every LOL. So to me, it's like, okay, you make that statement. And I I will agree that Comic View and black comics do. Steve Harvey was under fire for his jokes Mm -hmm. about about an Asian recently. Mm -hmm. So a lot of comedy is based in racism Mm -hmm. or racial dynamics. And stereotypes. But I think, like like I said, stacked with that reaction to a black woman who has a right to be offended by the joke. Mm Um, and, freedom and of speech any, doesn't mean freedom of consequences. She <laughs> didn't think it was funny. And right. 
And I paid my money to sit here? Right. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> and my husband right here is Mexican. I'm what not, the fuck I'm do not you yelling mean? out, fuck you. I'm not running to the stage. That is true. That it should was, be noted. Yes. I, I'm just saying, fuck, that wasn't funny. You lost me with that one. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I Even think- me in the audience... Uh, if, if if I were in the audience and that joke was told, he would have totally lost and me. And I've with that. been at a comedy club where a racial joke was told. That's and not a, funny to and me. And a woman got up, a Hispanic woman, because I think it was a black artist or a white. I, I don't remember. And what they will leave. And they left. Yes, I have done that but, before. Okay, hold on. No, because okay. No what? The joke. Okay, so I'm not offended by the joke, and I didn't really even like know that she was black. That's why I was confused. I'm She's a black woman. Not, but now that she's black, it kind of makes more sense. Um, but, I mean, it's true. It's a cultural thing. And that's, whether it's Asian, like, Asians don't bring, you know, a white person home. Mom, don't bring a, uh, oh. a black mother telling her oh, son, oh, oh, don't an bring Asian, a white person An home. Asian can bring a white person home. I'm, that was about <laughs> Well, that's, in <laughs> fairness... I'm saying a black mother no, okay. telling their he, black son. Oh, that's totally and, different. No, that's totally different. Because totally that's not based in racist rhetoric. That's based in survival. Because we all know all it takes is one trip up with the Becky and my son will be under the jail, no questions asked, or dead. So that's totally okay, well, different. What Hispanic? Don't bring a Mexican girl here to my house. Haven't heard Don't bring that. anybody but I black. I Col- have, culturally, I it's no. more familiar for us to hear... A white, mo- a black mother say, "Don't bring a white girl home," because we know the history of what white women and can the place do to Emmett. White too. women are. Ex- <laughs> thank you. Right. We know they are the Which most vindictive, typically. Uh, I don't know. I'm, Historically, I, I white women, been... white women play everybody like chess. You won't bait me into this. This, <laughs> this, this topic again. We did. I'm just saying. Week. Historically, right. the, <laughs> the the history books show that white women are, are can be vindictive. That was a whole episode. And so, and so that's why I think Shar's making the distinction of for my black parent, it's not coming in terms of racism. It's coming in a survival. Just for the for the best opportunity for my son to not go to jail or, die. or not to be accused of something crazy that he really would have a hard time fighting. And white men have a hard time seeing your black ass with their white woman. Stay away. But even like with the whole like black love and like it's I must say it's only white people. There's definitely like People don't want black love. They want black on black love. So that's that's somehow racist? It's not racist at all, but I'm saying his joke. I wouldn't say his joke is racist. It's Mexican culture. Okay, but you see the way that you... But you see the way that you worded that versus the way that he worded that. Oh. There's a huge difference in saying, oh, Mexican love, preserve Mexican love versus don't bring a black person home. Totally like, different. Don't, two things you don't do. It, it, right. Two it, things you don't do. I'm one of them. And they don't even correlate. Don't park in front of our house and don't marry a black That's person. That's how low we are. Don't don't block my livelihood because I can't get mm, to work. <laughs> and then also... There's no correlation. Don't, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, the, damn. But that sucks, but that probably would have the most, the most punch. Black people. I.e. problematic. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm, is, I'm not your punchline. We've been your punchline. We've been America's punchline, George yeah. Lopez, and so have you. And that is the crux of your entire argument against Donald Trump. So the next time that he want that we want to rally for a for a wall ban, I mean a, a, a wall or something for Latinos. No, I'm gonna think about that, George Lopez. Maybe you should have a maybe you should have a wall. Why should I stand up for Latinos when we, you can't even bring us home? Food and I understand, and I and I recognize mm-hmm. that it's probably not that serious, 
But <laughs> it, it's troubling to me, like I said, coupled with I didn't like the reaction the to the black woman. My thing is, I wasn't necessarily offended by it, but I didn't like it. I thought it was in poor taste, and it was not funny. It, it was not LOL worthy. If I if he would have replaced it with anything else, don't park in front of our house and don't bring an Irish person home. I wouldn't have laughed at that. <laughs> no. What, no correlation. Where's the and, punch? And those and those like maybe like a like a a Jewish frugality joke or something like something that that's a little bit more grounded in some sort of understand like common understanding. Mm, but don't I mean, bring no. a black home. I mean, I, I wasn't offended. And, they, I think and it should be noted that... Was and it should be noted that they unpacked on Twitter a lot of, you know, you all know, well, you can really probably speak to this Belizean about, uh, <laughs> about the extreme racism within Latino... Now, and I am not. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm saying you're Central American mm-hmm. and you're, those are your neighbors, a lot of them. <laughs> so <laughs> there is extreme racism within... The Hispanic culture, colorism, colorism, and a lot of people mm-hmm. not wanting a, a lot of people yeah. wanting to separate themselves from being black, like a lot of Dominicans, mm-hmm. uh, yes. a lot of you know anybody that's fair skinned with with the fine grade of hair, not Again, wanting to George Lopez, a darker skinned Hispanic man. I'm yes. just, I'm. It's like wh- even after all of that, you, we're still the, at the bottom. Yeah, I just, and my issue mm-hmm. with it, my issue that I just took with it was as far as the black woman thing, because I do believe that black women are just used as the punching bag for everything and then everybody wants us to throw on our damn capes and come save your ass. You so all of the black men and non-black people of color that I saw caping for George on social media, it's like, okay. You don't talk. But at the next rally, you want me to front lines with my poster you for your black ass. <laughs> you don't talk to But you're not addressing misogynoir. At the base of this for me, though, you don't talk to a woman like that. Right. Exactly. I don't understand the violence in it. Exactly. It, it was so, the multiple it, bitches. Like, you don't. It talk made me. Voice, I, it should like, be. You're angry right now. When I played it for everybody here in the room, everybody was kind of like wincing but, with every like. But you know what, bitch? Like it's right. just. It was almost. It was almost like a like a, a, a if Twitter was a live version because <laughs> because because if you hear the crowd continuously eggs yeah, him right. on, those and are the he retweets. Conti- and he the get fans. right. It's and like right. it's like oh, I can keep pumping this yes. because people are agreeing with me. Yes. Trump and then blocker. <laughs> That's I mean. And then blocker. Right. Right. So, Remove her. Hello. So yes, that was my issue. But also, how would you all have reacted? That was my main I, question. I, I, so you said if we're in a relationship with the person that was getting kicked yeah. out. Or if that was a loved one, if that was Penny, if that was your mom who you felt were, the and need you were to just... next to them. Obviously, you would get up he, and walk out with them, but right. what would you do? How do you think you would have reacted? I think I would definitely use social media to kind of bring to light... And what happened. Right. Because mm-hmm. it takes one tweet for something to go viral. And you know we what saw what happened to Mike Epps. Oh, yes. With the gay guy who said that Mike didn't want to take the picture with, and then Mike ended up snatching the phone out of his hand and all that stuff. <laughs> it was here one day, gone the next. Right. Yes, because the guy came back and, and it was like, I, I exaggerated, y'all. Right. My bad. <laughs> um, I think I would like to say that in the moment I would take into account that it's Georgia's stage, it's Georgia's place, that Georgia has a mic, and that. But I it think, may be mob mentality right, in here. But I think in the moment, Kendall, you would have froze. You jump on stage. 
No, I think I have enough sense of that. But I think I would have definitely, I would have been, <laughs> I would have been like white woman in, at in Apple distress. Store. Like, where's a manager? Oh, absolutely. Because this needs to stop now. Yeah. This was harassment. This was hate speech. Like, I would go. Yeah. yeah. It was, so I could see me like, you're not going to talk to my mother like this. And mm-hmm. we paid full price for this. And you escort me because yes. you disagree what I have to say. But I can't flick you off. What? No. Mm-hmm. It would. It, so I feel like I wouldn't necessarily go back and forth with him. But a manager would hear oh, yeah, me. yeah, yeah. The a letter, heckler's, a letter to the corporate yeah, sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> hecklers <laughs> come with it. I mean, you never know the fallout, the potential fallout from the this. The publicity Remember? of all of it right. could be damaging to his career. Remember Kramer from the Seinfeld show? All it took was one end bomb, right. and we never heard from him again. He called that guy. I, I know people that won't watch Seinfeld because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He called him the N word, and then attempted to go on an apology tour, but no one was interested in booking him. He called and him the N word, and then kept going at that. Yeah. I mean, and people laugh. Like <laughs> of course Trump. they did. It was about black people. I think I would this have is been. Future I think that I would. Well, Future Bay can hopefully hold his own as this a grown man. <laughs> oh, as my or mother, I would have been. I would have been hell bent on beelining out of there. I don't want any parts of this. And then I'll handle it, it once I'm edit. out of. Because <laughs> I would have been thinking about mob mentality. How do I know someone's? Not, how do I know that I'm not going to feel? The hard glass of a beer bottle up back in my head because right. I'm like interrupting everyone else's tomato experience. Tomato or something crazy. Yeah. Any, anything. Tomato. You know, they throw tomatoes you know, at bad comments. He's thinking <laughs> Shakespearean like, times. Medieval times. Uh, <laughs> We're going to get a tomato in a <laughs> But yeah, I would have been, I been I said a tomato on getting... or something crazy. Because mom, and, that's what I would have been thinking about. People are about to start jumping down from the rafters and trying to beat my ass because not only is, is George focusing so much on me that he is interrupting the comedy experience for these people and what they paid for. Right. But now everybody probably got an issue with me because everybody's egging it him was, on. It was, and it should be noted that normally when comedians are heckled, they may go back and forth, but it ain't like no, that. It was, and it, it's just for a beat. He kept going like yeah, it was, and it wasn't even, and it wasn't even funny. That should be noted too. I've seen comedians turn hecklers into the joke, right. absolutely, and nothing about that yeah, was funny. Like, no. Fuck out, bitch! Like the lead-in joke even, was not funny. Even if he, even if he would have turned, I would have hated this. But even if he would have turned around and been like, "Look, look, the angry black woman is standing up. This is why we don't want to bring her home. She's gonna cause problems. You know, something to uh-huh. to play into right. that." But he was Make just, it. she was all sorts of bitches, and 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 get the fuck out, you stupid mm-hmm. bitch, and. <laughs> Yeah. What? Ooh, yeah, angry. Like, angry. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a black woman cut him off. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. another word from Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other episode. A black woman cut him off. <laughs> Woo! That's a whole. Uh, that's a special episode. Come up to me after the live show. We can talk about a black woman cut him off by Kendall, interpreted by Shar. Because I got some things to speak as long to that as I point. Get a check. <laughs> I got some things to speak to that point. We got memoirs coming up. It, yeah, it's, with the, it's, I'd probably take the Kindle route, white woman in distress, uh, in the lobby. I would, but I would, I would have removed myself because you're not yeah, going to yeah, keep yeah, attacking yeah. us. Yeah. That's what you're not about to do. Right. I think initially I would have tried to yell back when I realized this is unst- I look stupid. Then I would. And I should also note, as a product of an HBCU and the HBCU homecoming 
comedy show, you know, that starred Little Duval and all those girls, you never go towards the front because you're always susceptible to a roast. Right. And I should also note that me at the time being gender non-conforming and the only one on campus gender non-conforming at an HBCU, at a fishbowl of a school where all eyes are on you and everyone's in your business, things would happen. I was attacked at plenty of comedy shows. Right. People in Student Government Association would pick up someone from the airport I need some material that y'all can relate to. Oh, there's this one super, 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 you know, type thing. So then they get on stage. They know my name. They're cracking jokes. They're looking for me. I got the whole suit. So, yeah, I have been, but I never left. Oh, I never left. Oh, I was tempted to sometimes, but I never left because I never wanted to give them that satisfaction. And then after a while, I would get up and play with them. Oh, you looking for me? Here I am. Like, I would I would do the most. But at first, I still remember, this is off topic, but I still remember being 18 years old, a freshman, and first semester of undergrad, and a comedian named uh, Shorty. I think that was, at the time, he was really popular on Wild and Out. So ugly, he's short. Um, he <laughs> so made... So ugly and short. He made horrible jokes. <laughs> horrible, horrible. He went all the way in on me, and I still remember the heat of the spotlight yeah. on the back of my neck and looking at a sea of black faces looking at me for a reaction. And all I kept thinking is what would Beyonce do? So I sat there with an awkward smile. Smile while her husband and is getting kicked by her younger sister. Basically, I was Beyonce, <laughs> seriously, I was Beyonce in the elevator as I'm right. being ripped to shreds at 18 and I had never been exposed to this type of environment. Mm-hmm. And there was a comedian who took the stage one time and called me the F-bomb. And the 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 faculty member of, of the student affairs didn't even yank him up. That was not the end of the comedy show. He got to, got, got to keep going because we're in rural Bible Belt, Oklahoma at a historically black college. And it's OK. That's totally yeah, OK. Yeah. But he yeah. so that was some of my experience. So I could speak to that. But I would never give a comedian that uh, yeah. rea- for what you do have. You have the mic. Right. It's his show. And the Dolby surrounds like what can <laughs> I do but sit here and be Beyonce in the elevator. W-W-A-D. You'll move on. You'll move on. And yeah, and, and make And I make sure to make, never support make them. Make them look stupid. Make them look bigoted. Make them look like mm-hmm. the problem. Because right. people want to be, you to. You have to be present for anybody to have that right. perspective. Because when you're gone. Oh, well, they did say that the comedy show started sucking once I graduated because there's no, no one to talk about that the comedian could, you know. But I did make note, and Duval and Shorty and all you other girls uh, that were doing whatever, don't expect to come on my talk show. Right. Oh, 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 no. Oh, you've been black. <laughs> you have. Um, Duval as well. Duval is horrible. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Garbage. They came ate at a restaurant. I was... No soccer. No, no. I actually respected Charlamagne after this. Was Cassette but... there, too? <laughs> and her Basquiat skirt. And um... Yeah, but there was the, that's, this is a good I bet Angela wasn't saying a damn thing. No. She's just, so no, mean. What was the show that they had? Um, the Girl Code and Guy Code. Girl Code. Because so. that's the only time Duval and Charlemagne worked right, together. So they came into my restaurant um, when I was working in New York in Midtown in Hell's Kitchen um, one evening. I remember it was winter. And they, Duval was just rude as fuck. And I remember like Charlemagne just like looking completely like embarrassed. Like, and then they paid the bill. And I remember I'm this story to take the check before and I'll drop it off and take it before you leave. So mm-hmm. obviously, like, what you leaving me to that. Mm-hmm. And they left. If you like, left a root note. <laughs> it was um, some crazy ass like 5% tip. Mm-hmm. So I went back and dropped the check right back on the table and walked out and just looked at them. 
Again, that doesn't surprise so me. So Charlemagne actually so. added more money to the tip, so I'm not Charlemagne, and that's why I will always respect He's kid-friendly. Despite He's what? Your, uh, kid-friendly. Uh, what does that mean? He's here for the kids. Oh, like the gays. Yeah. You know Sars like, lingo. I was like, what? Are you a badass? Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Gift Until Live is on Saturday. Uh, we will be doing a live show there. Are you coming? Yeah, so uh, we have Reverie on studio, a faculty in here. Um, but they're coming to the show. <laughs> not not <laughs> faculty. CEOs and all like that. Uh, no, they're running shit. Yeah, but we're doing a live show there. We actually have the panel that is the LA-based panel. Um, we have a champagne reception sponsored by In the Meantime Men's Group after. Um, that will be happening at the Red Line in downtown LA on the corner of uh, Los Angeles and 6th. So mm-hmm. that starts at 5 immediately after the show. Compliment champagne. Come see the show. It's, it's going to be a good time, you yeah. guys. We got so much to talk we about. We topics out um, yesterday. So I'm looking forward to your smiling faces. It's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, we want to meet some It's the weekend before Valentine's Day. You can find Bay. We can talk about the plight of the black woman. Yes, and the black man. <laughs> and I'm talking about if they man. want to pull me to the side. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, for, for a sneak peek of the moment. memoir. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I um, can't wait. Again, that's the downtown independent, 251 South Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, from 2 to 5 on Saturday, February, well, on Kelly Rowland's birthday. Google it. <laughs> Brandy's birthday. Yeah. And last thing also is but it's okay if you don't. It's strongly suggested <gasps> that you are a that was the, yeah, yeah, that was nippy. No, still come through, but we're going to get your email address and your phone number for you. Because they, they can sign in at the door, right? Yeah. Right, so it's strongly advised that you RSVP, but in, in the event it that it, it slips your mind, you can Please still come. come. Yes. Oh, uh, then we don't turn down. And it's free as well. Free. Again. Is that free. sunny? That's <laughs> the answer. But lastly, it, it was National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. Hey, son. Uh-uh. Um, Something on the show. <laughs> Hey, Sunny, you want to say, hold on, you're on Kiss and Tell. Say hey. <laughs> oh, my God, hi. Hey, Sunny. <laughs> how them eyebrows looking? What do you say? He said, how your brows looking? They look good. Well, Sunny, listen, yeah, really quickly, right, Kendall's going to have to call you back. Thanks for calling in, though. <laughs> Our first guest call. Goodbye. Bye, Bye Sunny. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Get tested, get informed. I had a really good talk about prep, pep, and all that jazz on Twitter. So look up the hashtag, hashtag NBHAAD, National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. Jesus. Right, like what the hell? <laughs> also look up hashtag gender revolution. That's a long hashtag. It's not a hashtag, it's letters. Oh, it's a- an acronym? Yeah. M B H A A D. National Black AIDS Awareness Day. Hashtag, look for it, get informed, get tested, get on your medications, all that jazz. Any other questions? Or, um, no, check no. out uh, Gender Revolution, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll see you all Saturday. Yes. Right. Thanks, guys. Oh, and our next show will be right after Valentine's Day. Did you guys have Valentine's Day Day? Girl, oh, please. Right, right. Like, Aunt, but <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. I got the perfect reaction to Valentine's to play us off. Come on, phone. Just keep saying it. Keep saying it out loud. Maybe you will convince Hope. Because you won't be convincing anybody else. So dream on. Nene. You cannot talk to me. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. See you Saturday.